Thanks for tuning in to Henry Gent's Music Legend series. Feel free to save, download, or subscribe to this channel, and you can come back and listen to the rest of the episode or listen to other related episodes when you have more free time. Also, feel free to share with friends who might also be interested in these free documentaries on top music legends like Britney Spears Today and other documentaries in this series on Dua Lipa, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, and many others. Let's get started. Britney Spears' current net worth is estimated at only around $60 million, which may surprise some. It sure surprised me. While that's approximately $60 million more than me, that figure pales in comparison to some of the other pop stars today. For instance, Taylor Swift is estimated to be worth $400 million, and Beyonce is estimated to have a net worth of $420 million, not including the assets of her husband Jay-Z, which are estimated at a cool $1 billion. In 2019, Britney's legal battle over her conservatorship, also known as a guardianship, came to light, big time. In 2021, she accused her management team and family of abuse and expressed a desire to terminate the arrangement, starting the Free Britney movement. The conservatorship, or guardianship, began in 2008 when Britney was struggling emotionally in her late 20s. You might recall the photo of Britney driving a car with her kid unbuckled in her lap. Her father, James Spears, successfully petitioned the court to gain legal authority over his adult daughter due to concerns about her mental health status and possible substance abuse. While the conservatorship, or guardianship, may have initially been put in place with good intentions, it's been anything but good for Brittany in recent years. In fact, in June of 2021, Brittany testified in a Los Angeles courtroom that she had even been prevented from removing her birth control device for the past decade, was forced to go on tour by her guardians, had to go through repeated psychiatric evaluations that lasted hours, and was even semi-forced into taking medications. In Brittany's own words, she said that, quote, I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I've been traumatized. I just want my life back. I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work. The laws need to change. I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. I don't feel like I can live a full life. Well, I'm with Brittany. While such an arrangement might have made sense for her over a decade ago, these shackles should have been lifted from Brittany long ago. Feel free to share this episode on Twitter or Facebook if you agree. Importantly, we must also make sure this doesn't happen again, even if the initial intentions might have been pure. It's quite backwards that Brittany is able to employ and pay her own staff, but cannot even manage her own money. So why has the conservatorship lasted so long? It seems that during the periodic court-ordered evaluations, the investigators recommended to the judges to keep the conservatorship in place because of, quote, intermittent drug use, the complexities of her finances, as if her father, a man, could better manage Brittany's complex finances, and the possibility of her being unduly influenced. Hmm. Another reason the conservatorship has lasted so long is that Brittany didn't even know she had the legal authority to petition to end it. In her own words, she said, quote, I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I didn't know that I could appeal the conservatorship. I also didn't think anybody would believe me that I'm well now. On to Brittany's music. To start off, Brittany's top 10 songs of all time include 
Number 10, Lucky. Number 9, Stronger. Number 8, Brazy. Number 7, Gimme More, my personal favorite. Number 6, Oops, I Did It Again. Number 5, Toxic. Number 4, Circus. Number 3, Scream and Shout with Will I Am and Britney Spears. Number 2, Womanizer. And number 1, Baby One More Time. According to Billboard magazine, Britney's songs overall have hit 3.7 billion total streams with an additional radio reach of 26 billion plays. Wow, that's about 30 billion total plays. Britney currently has 22 million active monthly listeners on Spotify, whereas your podcast host and musician here has a little over 10,000 monthly listeners. Appreciate you checking out my music and podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you normally listen to music. Back to Britney. Britney Jean Spears was born on December 2, 1981, and is approaching her big 4-0 later this year. She's an American singer, songwriter, dancer, and actress. She's credited with influencing the revival of teen pop during the late 1990s and early 2000s, for which she is referred to as the Princess of Pop. After appearing in stage productions and television series, Spears signed with Jive Records in 1997 at the ripe old age of 15. Her first two studio albums, Baby One More Time, released in 1999, and Oops, I Did It Again, released in 2000, were global successes and became two of the best-selling albums of all time, along with making her the best-selling teenage artist of all time. Baby One More Time was even named the greatest debut single of all time by Rolling Stone in 2020. I Did It Again has held a 15-year record for fastest-selling album by a female artist in the United States with first-week sales of over 1.3 million copies. Britney adopted a more mature and provocative theme and choreography for her next two studio albums, called Britney, released in 2001, and In the Zone, released in 2003. She then made her first movie appearance in a starring role in Crossroads, released in 2002, a film about three teenage girls who take a cross-country road trip and explore their friendship. The movie only gets a 14 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's really not as bad as that. Hey, it was her first movie. Britney then became the executive producer of her fifth studio album called Blackout in 2007, which is often critically referred to as her best work. Some of the best songs in this album include Gimme More, My Personal Favorite, Piece of Me, Radar, Break the Ice, and Get Back. Due to a series of highly publicized personal struggles alluded to earlier, Promotion for the album was limited, and she was later involuntarily placed in a conservatorship, which she is battling to this day. Since then, she's released the chart-topping albums Circus, released in 2008, and Femme Fatale, released in 2011. Femme Fatale has become Britney's most successful album to date and includes one of her top hits, Criminal. Britney's Early Beginnings Brittany Jean Spears was born on December 2, 1981, in Macomb, Mississippi, the second child of Lynn Irene Bridges and James or Jamie Spears. Brittany's paternal grandmother, Emma Jean Spears, committed suicide when her father James was only 13, on the grave of James's infant brother. 
It's no laughing matter that mental health issues run in Brittany's family and could possibly even explain why Brittany's father took Brittany's mental health struggles so seriously. This doesn't excuse the abuses of the conservatorship since being put in place, but just want to point out why Brittany's father might have rushed into action having lost his mother through suicide when he was just a kid. Born in the Bible Belt, where socially conservative evangelical Protestantism is particularly strong, Brittany was baptized as a Southern Baptist and sang in a church choir as a child. At the age of three, Brittany began attending dance lessons in Kentwood, Louisiana, and was selected to perform as a solo artist at the annual recital. At the age of five, Brittany made her local stage debut singing What Child Is This at her kindergarten graduation. During her childhood, she also had gymnastics and voice lessons and won many state-level competitions and children talent shows. She said of her ambition as a child that, quote, I was in my own world. I found out what I'm supposed to do at an early age. That's rare for a kid. When Brittany was eight, she and her mother Lynn traveled to Atlanta, Georgia to audition for the 1990s revival of the Mickey Mouse Club. The casting director, however, rejected her as being too young, but did introduce her to a New York City talent agent who was impressed with Britney's singing and even suggested enrolling her at the Professional Performing Arts School. Shortly afterward, Lynn and her daughters moved to a sublet apartment in New York so that Britney could pursue her dreams. Spears was hired for her first professional role as the understudy for a lead role in an off-Broadway musical called Ruthless. She also appeared as a contestant on the popular television show Star Search and was cast in a number of commercials. In December of 1992, she was cast in the Mickey Mouse Club alongside Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, and Ryan Gosling. After the show was canceled in 1996, Brittany and family went back to Mississippi, where she enrolled at a traditional school. Although Brittany made friends with most of her classmates, she compared the school to, quote, the opening scene in Clueless, with all the clicks. I was so bored. I was the point guard on the basketball team. I had my boyfriend, and I went to homecoming and Christmas formal. But I wanted more. In June of 1997, Brittany began talking to various record labels. Most of these record labels rejected Britney, saying that audiences wanted pop bands like the Backstreet Boys and the Spice Girls. And one even said that, quote, there wasn't going to be another Madonna. They were clearly wrong. Eventually, executives from Jive Records took an interest in Britney, saying that, quote, it's very rare to hear someone at that age who can deliver emotional content and commercial appeal. For any artist, the motivation, the eye of the tiger, if you will, is extremely important. And Britney had that. Britney sang Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing for the executives at Jive Records and was subsequently signed to the label. Britney takes off. After recording her first album in Sweden, Britney returned to the United States where she went on a shopping mall promotional tour to promote her upcoming debut album. Her show was a four-song set, and she was accompanied by two backup dancers. Small-time beginnings, huh? Her debut studio album, called Baby One More Time, was released on January 12, 1999, 
Worldwide, the album topped the charts in 15 countries and sold 10 million copies in a single year. It also became the best-selling album ever by a teenage artist. Britney's personal life. In January of 2004, Britney married childhood friend Jason Allen Alexander at a little white wedding chapel in Las Vegas, Nevada. However, the marriage was annulled 55 hours later, following a petition to the court that stated that Britney, quote, lacked understanding of her actions. In July of 2004, Britney became engaged to American dancer Kevin Federline. The romance received tons of attention from the media since Kevin Federline had recently broken up with actress Char Jackson, who was still pregnant with their second child at the time. Britney and Kevin Federline's relationship was well documented in Britney's first reality television show called Britney and Kevin, Chaotic. Spears would later refer to the reality show in a 2013 interview as, quote, probably the worst thing I've done in my career. Brittany and Kevin Federline ultimately held a wedding ceremony in September of 2004, but were not legally married until three weeks later due to a delay finalizing the couple's prenuptial agreement. Shortly after getting married, Brittany released her first perfume called Curious. You can now even find Brittany's perfume Curious at Walmart or Amazon for about 20 bucks. Can't say I've tried it, but I'm all for supporting Brittany. Britney's musical influences. I'll close today's episode of Music Legends with a little background on who Britney calls her greatest musical influences. Her favorite artists growing up were Madonna, Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Mariah Carey. Britney even gives credit to Mariah Carey for being, quote, one of the main reasons I started singing. Also, according to Spears, quote, I know when I was younger, I looked up to people, like, you know, Janet Jackson and Madonna, and they were major inspirations for me. But I had my own identity, and I knew who I was. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Henry Gent's Music Legend series. Feel free to check out my music and other podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to music and podcasts. Let me know who you'd like me to cover on the next episode of Music Legends. Also, feel free to share this episode on Twitter or Facebook in case you have friends who might also be interested in these free documentaries on top music legends. Bye for now.